Hey, you know we pulled up, Rex. You know we pulled up the uh, ratings when we were waiting no. for you to come oh, yeah. from the other side of Seattle, and we're getting a lot of uh, we're getting a lot of action from just outside Washington D.C. Is that right? The only people listening to us want to arrest us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's in a city in Virginia. Yeah. yeah. To, to the gulag with you. Yeah. Well, I hate to say it. We send you to war camp. <laughs> I, I joke. It's death camp. <laughs> My wife's going to be super satisfied when I tell her from the other side of the glass that she was right. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, so... Uh, what do yeah. we? Uh, I guess we're going to roll into this with an update on uh, David Hizzle, and this is terrible. I've, this is not something that I take joy in at all. This guy's pumping out pillows. I know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, uh, he, he's got his own new version of the Giza Dream Sheets. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, this even, is, they're uh, even better. <laughs> and, and I'm kind of disheartened because I was planning on doing a weekly update, and sadly, it. I don't know how to tell this. Tell, I really, I, I, I might have to have you read oh, this. God, I feel like from just from your facial expression, I feel like it's bad news. It's not bad news, is it? <laughs> Terrible news. <laughs> Park, Parkland <laughs> activist David Hogg pulls out of Pillow Venture, but still, but the fight is still on. I and I'm looking at his picture. I'm trying to think of like any <laughs> fight that guy could win. Like, hmm. Mm. Nothing, nothing. Two mm. months after peppering Twitter with up-to-the-minute posts touting his pillow venture, Parkland student activist David Hogg has abandoned the fight. Hogg, 20, <laughs> took to his favorite platform. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny? 20. He's 20. 20. Yeah. So just, yeah, just give you a little little background. This guy's 20, so he remembers, like, this guy was peeing himself when the Twin Towers fell. Like, <laughs> dude, I, I don't want to hear anything from you. I, <laughs> but, he, but you got to understand, he took to his, because he has 20, he took to his favorite platform on Saturday, April 10, to say he's stepping down from his partnership with Los, Los Angeles software developer and entrepreneur William Legate. The pair announced in February that they were pregnant. No, wait, hang on. <laughs> That they, I'm sorry, that they were starting a pillow company to compete against my pillow, the company led by conservative businessmen like Mike Lindell, not like Mendel. Lindell, founder of CEO, founder and CEO of MyPillow.com, saw his pillow pulled by several major retailers after he voiced support for former President Donald Trump's very legitimate conspiracy theories about the 2020 presidential election. That is not how the article read. I don't know that it's really conspiracy. Well, I'm having to modify the article oh. in, in real time. That's what I was going to say. I, I heard that even 30% of the Democrats think that the election yeah. was rigged. Well, those numbers are rising. So, uh, a hog and the Gates company gained a name, Good Pillow, but now the Gate is going it alone, apparently. And I'm sure that will last maybe another day if it hasn't failed already. Um, so, quote, a couple of weeks ago, a very spontaneous interaction over Twitter between me and William Legate led us to trying to start a progressive pillow company together. Hog wrote on Twitter Saturday, we were met with immediate and overwhelming support. I highly doubt that. But I soon realized that given my <laughs> activism, schoolwork, my activism, and family commitments, I could... Your family commitments, I would love to know what that consists of. <laughs> you freaking fruitless loser. Um, yeah. So, anyway... Uh, I could not give 100% to being a full-time co-founder at Good Pillow. And so, after all that trash you talked, and all the... Stereotypical. So, what's his time meet up with? 
Like, if you don't have the time, you're spending your time doing what? Dude, he just said he's an activist in his schoolwork and his family because his family is large. Oh. He has exactly zero kids and zero spouses. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm assuming he has to go to grandma and grandpa's and mom. And I would bet money he lives with mom and dad. Yeah. So... Mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> He's that kid. <laughs> Hog, who entered Harvard University in September, 20, September 2019, thanks to, thanked his supporters, whoever they don't even exist. He said he's allowing Legate to continue without him. I have resigned and released all shares. All shares. Wow, how many shares? I don't know. I'd be interested to see. <laughs> I, I can probably say with, uh, uh, or I rather can say with a pretty high level of confidence, that was zero. Any ownership and any control of good... He let go of the share. That's <laughs> exactly. You had a name that you, you didn't even freaking trademark, you freaking retard. I want to thank Will for his partnership and wish him absolutely nothing but success with the future of Good Pillow. Right. And that wish, I'm sure... We'll see him through to financial prosperity. Maybe he should have addressed this letter to the guy that actually owns goodpillow.com. <laughs> For his part, Legate, so maybe we, maybe we can limp this sick dog. We can milk this just a little bit longer. For his part, Legate seems ready to, ready to continue with his efforts to bring Good Pillow to fruition. Quote, Good Pillow is not going away. It, dude, I've seen so many fighters over the years. I love the UFC. Like, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I'm going to win, bang, KO in the first round. Mm. That's pretty much what's already happened here. You just don't seem to know it. You're on the mat, and you're still dazed, and your corner's coming in for your assistance, and you don't even know the fight's <laughs> over because you're an idiot. He's focusing He's focusing on school, Legate said in another tweet. Starting a company is a full-time job, and I told him he shouldn't feel bad taking a step back. He can always come back when he's ready. He can't because it won't be there, and he's not He's not stepping back. He's throwing in the towel immediately like like. I'm just curious, though. How many pillows did they pump out? It, it had to be. Let me get the calculator. Hold on. Yep, it's zero. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this is, dude, you want to hear, you think that's funny. Check this out. Legate said he hoped to have good pillow ready for orders by July. Yeah, that's right around the corner. Not going to happen. Gosh. Does anybody here want to bet on that? What? No. I got a hundo. <sighs> Okay. They've right. got exactly no investors. They've got like some old school, like a cotton gin in the back. <laughs> <laughs> they're, trying to, they're, they're trying to produce like raw cotton. I think, I think they're, they're trying to trying produce to... a child with each other is what they're doing. You think so? <laughs> Probably. Who's, who's the I mean, looking at him. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. don't know. Actually, it doesn't look like he's eating much protein. His neck's pretty thin. Yeah, but I know who the mom's going to be. <laughs> him. <laughs> After learning of the pair's plans, Lindell told Axios in February, good good for them. Nothing wrong with competition. That, that does not fringe on someone's patent. And, of course, this dude's mature and not an idiot and runs a successful business. So his approach is completely different. It doesn't have the animus and, and mental retardation and whatnot. What? <laughs> on Saturday, Insider reported that Lindell's MyPillow had vanished from Costco's website but had not said whether it had severed ties with the businessman. Lindell also told Insider that... 22 retailers, including Kohl's and Bed Bath & Beyond, had pulled his product. Dude, Bed Bath & Beyond closed here. So big deal. They probably oh, dropped it? everybody because they're going out of business. I'm the same way. I did it. And I don't, I don't yeah. know. That's not where men go. So, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I didn't even know we had one in Seattle. I figured if we did, it probably got burned down by Antifa. Hog was a senior <laughs> at 
Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland when a gun mill a, a gun mill a gunman killed 17 students and staff members on February 14th 2018 notice it doesn't say that he was there when it occurred because that was a, a big thing too he was apparently not there well, yeah what I'm saying is he wasn't there when the place got shot up yeah, yeah he, he comes in like he's this big you know activist like anti anti-gun activist yeah, and he just uh, milks it. well I'll tell you this He'd take, he, if Rex has any guns, that guy will take them from him, and Rex ain't going to do nothing about it. <clears throat> no, nah, I don't have any. Me neither. Uh, What's a gun? <laughs> uh, I do have one thing on the election fraud that I, I wanted to touch on uh, that I thought was good. So, <clears throat> and this is on Gateway Pundit. The location of the 2020 election audit of Maricopa County's results is now set. Um, and... This is just kind of quick. Independent auditors were chosen on April 1st, but the venue for the audit had not yet been because of resistance from the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Information relayed by Unco- Uncover DC from the Senate leadership indicates that they have now secured a 20,000-plus 20, square-foot square building known as the Coliseum at our state fairgrounds to perform the audit. Arrangements for 24-hour physical and live streaming security and the audit teams are assembling and transporting the equipment and personnel to Arizona. An expected start date of the laborers' task of ballot by ballot inspections and tabulation on April 22nd and April 7th. Arizona Mirror article seems to confirm the choice of the location. The results of this audit are critical. During an April 7th interview with radio host Rose Tanette, attorney Sidney Powell predicted Maricopa County's incoming audit of 2.1 million ballots will reveal over 100,000 fraudulent ballots. Republican President Donald Trump lost the state of Arizona by less than 11,000 ballots. Arizona was, remember, mysteriously called for Joe Biden early on the evening of November 3rd, 2020 by Fox News, even though Arizona voters were still in line voting and only a small percentage of the votes had actually been tallied. And so, um, and this is a, let's see, so in April, in an April 5th, 2021 interview with uh, Rep. Fitchman on Hub Radio Phoenix, the Backstreet Gossip Show with Ray Michaels and Ron Lutters, Fincham stated, quote, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors continues to play obstructionist in this process. We've got the Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, is egging them on. So here's a message, newsflash. Supervisors, Secretary of State, this is not your election. I'm crystal clear about what the people of Arizona want to have happen. And for five individuals to stand in the way of an audit is reprehensible. If that's the disdain of the district and the disrespect that this Board of Supervisors is going to have for the people of Maricopa County, they need to go. And the fact that they have dug in so deep tells me they're not going to like what we find, which is the, the main point that I wanted to cover this article, is because we're seeing this nationally in every area where, where um, it's obvious to anybody with a brain that, that massive amounts of fraud took place. People have dug in their heels, Democrats have dug in their heels and have done everything they can to resist any type of, um, or any type, any level of scrutiny for the voting results. Because, just like this gentleman said, if if it's examined, they're not going to like what we find. And Yeah, they don't even want you questioning it. Absolutely not. And so, I mean, it, that's why I get, I believe that's why you got Steven Crowder pulled down off of YouTube. So is, mean, he, is he like completely off YouTube? No, he's he's back on. But I mean, they'll they'll go flag your your account and supposedly quote unquote fact check. Yeah. And uh, about your voter fraud, and, you know. And and then they'll they'll suspend your account for however long they determine is you know worthy of your uh, of your crime. But yeah, he's back on there now. So, but they've done that to quite a few people. I mean, it don't it's I, him just using him as one example. 
But yeah, they don't want you talking about that noise. I, just I know wonder, that's why we're not on YouTube anymore. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, and we had like a lot of followers too. Yeah, like, our stinking legal team, dude, just cost yeah. and just. But yeah, my my question would be what what would happen when if if they have an objective audit and the results like what she's talking about or or anywhere close to that level, then what? That's what I've always wondered too. You know, it, it, throughout these podcasts, that's what I always question. What I think it would be the what people's happens? responsibility to to demand their elected representation from all corners of the country that this has to be rectified. That's how that would probably have to go. Like we this this cannot stand. This 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 has to stop. We have this has to be undone. There has to be another election. I mean, that's my opinion. I know that sounds outlandish, but I mean, I don't even know that there has to be another election. Why? I mean, wait, true. Yeah, <laughs> we know what the result is. Yeah. So, yeah. but there's a reason there's still National Guard members at, at the Capitol. There's a reason there's still a fence around it. There's a reason they're trying to push, you know, over like just heavy-handed gun legislation. There's a reason they're trying to pack the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's there's a reason they're trying to get rid of the filibuster. Like there's a reason for all of that stuff, and they th- this can't last. No, and if it does, this country can't last. Sure. Do you think they're trying to do all that before the truth comes out? Is that I, maybe? I mean, I and and honestly, if we had a fair and biased media and unbiased media, you know, the truth probably would have already came out. You know, and if you had more people like James O'Keefe, you know, um, sure. Project Veritas, all that stuff, true journalists doing going out and and putting in actual work, doing true journalistic stuff. Well, he wouldn't ha- he wouldn't exist if if an objective media was already in place. Well, and if objective and if an, an objective media was already in place, it, we wouldn't be here anyways. Because it, he's nobody- kind of a product of sure. the one-sided bias me and, right. and honestly trump was kind of a, the same product he was the same the, the product of a, a sure. biased media the hunter biden story suppression alone had enough i think that had enough of um effect that 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 alone that suppression if that wouldn't have been done donald trump that that the percentage polling indicates that t- trump would have won without the, that story being suppressed of and in itself. So like I keep beating a dead horse on Facebook and YouTube and social media in totality. Those are the entities that help suppress that in addition to the mainstream media. So if you'll remember the New York post is the one that broke that story and Twitter removed it. They would not let anybody post it. They kicked people off. They kicked some pretty prominent people off um, politicians and journalists. So in all kinds of pundits, I, I, I can't remember Ann Coulter, if I'm not mistaken, was even one of them, but uh, that that alone, without that, they that it would have went to Trump. So that which so their their cheating tactics were multi tiered. You can say that's not cheating, but it it is like that. And, and we're actually going to get into some of that, some new Project Veritas material here shortly. But we'll we'll roll with what you got here queued next. Well, this kind of goes along with it too. This is <clears throat> this is uh, Savannah Guthrie, which is an absolute bottom feeder. Um, I have no respect for, especially after that interview, which wasn't really an interview with Trump. Um, so she's talking to uh, Lord Fauci, um, and she she just, which uh, had that guy just in and of himself. Um, but there, everybody's heard now, um, which everybody that didn't want a vac didn't want the vaccine. You know, you're you're a you know you're an anti-vaxer, and and you people are you know you're just you're, you're crazy people. Um, conspiracy so, theorists. Yeah, you're conspiracy theorists, and like they they have no idea why it is that that you would 
um, why you would even question it. Of course, this stuff's no, it hasn't gone through any trial period. And like we said before, anybody that anybody on YouTube, whatever, spoke anything about the vaccine stuff, you're done. They'll pull you down off YouTube, same thing, put you in YouTube jail, you know, and then they let you back out whenever they deemed it fit. So, um, <clears throat> so she's absolutely bootlicking uh, Dr. Fauci. Um, she's saying that the vaccine, the reason they pulled this down, because the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, if you haven't heard, they've put a pause on it because it's causing blood clots in females from, I forget, it was like eight, 18 to 38 or something like that. Um, so they already, the, the AstraZeneca vaccine, uh, they've, they've already pulled off of shelves over in Europe, I believe, for something similar. So this is causing blood clots, things like that. Um, because it hasn't gone through the proper trial phases. And, and what's the general, the, the survivability rate with 90 what percent? I mean, in, in people, you know, middle-aged people, that's 99.8, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, something high. It's crazy high, yeah. So, so, again, about the same as the flu. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as you don't have any kind of, you know, pre-existing condition, something like that, um, some kind of comorbidity, um Probably, probably going to make it. So the mortality rate of the vaccine is higher than the survival rate of the virus. Yeah, and so she's at she's she's basically she's giving him some like really good lead in question. She's like, you know, the vaccine is so safe, you know that that, and we want people to trust us so much, which we also we we already know that Fauci is not trustworthy because he's been known on several occasions to feed you whatever information he he deems necessary to get the reaction from the populace that he wants. So you already know going into this that the guy's not trustworthy, Mm -hmm. but they're saying that, you know, this is, we're, we're keeping such a close eye on this that, you know, we're, we're actually, you know, we're we're doing everybody a favor by pulling this off of here. And it's, it's not really, you know, it's, it's not really anything anybody should worry about. It's just little blood clots and stuff, but you know, this is, this is really, really safe so that's that's why we're doing it we're being overly safe is it possible that this was too much that it was an overreaction that this is a real setback well you know there are a couple of ways of looking at that if you look at that on the other side of that coin one of the most important reasons why people have hesitancy is that they're concerned about the safety The very fact that you have an organization, two organizations, the CDC and the FDA, looking so carefully at this, making safety the primary concern, in my mind, confirms or underscores the situation that we take safety very seriously. So I would think at the end of the day, it could actually diminish hesitancy by saying, boy, those people there, they're looking at that really carefully. And when they say, you see the way you tried to spin that. Yeah. You know, Hey, yeah, this, these blood clots and stuff, how safe we're being could actually diminish vaccine hesitancy. Yeah. Since you pulled that one down, like, Oh, we'll pull this one down. So come on and get these other ones. Yeah, I, I don't know that it's going to diminish that at all. Yeah. I, but and I love the way they use like this is on a pause. I'm I'm sure they've got some kind of uh, some kind of group that they're they're testing the you know that word on. You yeah. know how, how does how does pause go with the populace? You know it's like a like a focus group in front. Yeah. Oh, what do you, absolutely. Well, what do you think about the word pause? Is it, you think that would be okay as it pertains to the virus? Um, you know, oh, I guarantee so, you that happened. 
safe, you can believe it's safe. Mm -hmm. So it goes both ways. And very quickly, do you see at this moment any connection between the clotting issues observed uh, with regard to Johnson & Johnson and the clotting issues observed with regard to AstraZeneca overseas? And I well, One thing that's it's obvious to everybody, but and you've already said that she's going to you know, lob him these softballs, but mm. something that, that's so easy to denote when someone's behaving in this manner is, do you like you're asking and whereas when you see her or any of the others chris wallace primarily the when they're interacting with trump or someone that they disagree with you've said in the past you formally said this or you supported that like and it's the the level of aggression versus this like how jovial she looks and how jovial she's behaving to kiss his ass and, and throw in these little softballs because that's what she's paid to do so we've got what four manufacturers of this vaccine. We've got the AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, the Pfizer, and mm, I forget the last Moderna. one. Moderna, yeah. And two of them are causing clotting issues. <laughs> Which two is that? That's the Johnson & Johnson and the uh, AstraZeneca. Mm. So... And they've put a pause on both yeah. or one? Pause on just the Johnson and Johnson. No, or both? on both. Okay. I believe the AstraZeneca has been pa paused um, over in Europe for for a, a while. Well, yeah. I mean, at least weeks, months. I don't know, but they just did this with the Johnson and Johnson over here in the United States. I know a guy that got that Johnson and Johnson uh, vaccine. He was sick for like two days after he had it too. Mm. Not a fever, couldn't sleep, all that stuff. And see, the way they pitched that was, you know, they they wanted you to believe that this was like uh this was like having a having a heavy exercise, you know, some some yeah. uh, some soreness and some sickness and stuff. They're like this is your body healing. It's like doing a heavy workout. These are your like your, like your muscles would be healing, and that's basically what's happening to you when you become sick after these after these doses. <laughs> yeah, that's not what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I say observed, I didn't say caused by, I said observed, because we don't know if it's cause or if it's just an association. But in any event, are those two connected? Right. Could they be? Like well, this dude knows well, anything. They certainly could be. There are some rather strong similarities uh, about this with regard to the time. I, I, I could make that same assertion. They could be. It could be. What, and. Oh god! Yeah, you don't have to be a doctor of medicine, to, right, yeah. you know, just to speculate. I mean, I can, I'm, I'm speculating right now. I don't know, and he, I know as much as he does. <laughs> That's what I'm what? saying. What? Like this? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if I put on a lab coat, I'm a doctor. <laughs> or if I, if I put on that little twerp peewee suit this douchebag's wearing. But can you imagine the ramifications? Like if Trump still was in office, mm -hmm. how much they'd be hammering him. This was done too soon. Mm -hmm. You're you know, killing people. You are, yeah, you are killing people. Like you're calling these, you know, mm -hmm. These things aren't properly tested. Yeah. Like you would have a whole different set of questions. Yeah, and it, so it's becoming increasingly more difficult to live with that. Like, dude, we got to live with each other, and you people keep ratcheting up the hyperbolic nonsense with that. That whole mentality of you're trying to kill people, dude. When are you people going to grow up? Because it's getting like said, increasingly more difficult to live with your bullcrap. Same frame following vaccination. Uh, Particularly importantly, the clinical syndrome of these clots together with low platelets 
So there are a lot of similarities there that you just can't miss that, uh, Savannah. It's pretty clear. All right. Dr. Fauci, important to have you on today. We appreciate it. Thank you oh, very much. Oh, it's so important. So, so important. important for him to get on there and oh, freaking speculate. Fauci, I loved having you on. The way you, pit, the way you just pissed into the wind that way. It was, <laughs> it was, just, it was so magical. Yeah, Savannah. It was, it was very... Yeah, <laughs> yeah I noticed he that He did too. right there at the end. Yeah, her name transformed. It, it was, I mean, like it a, was very scientific. The way you just—it it, kind of went a uh, Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. It, it went, it went through a way of that, like Savannah, Savannah. It's, it's whatever. It's potato, sucky, potato. sucky. <laughs> the way you just nonchalantly babbled about not a damn thing. That was, we really, we, we really needed that today. <laughs> we really expect your, you know, we really respect your opinion and stuff, and the way you speculated and pretty much. Talked, talked in circles of, with, the, the, way with the question, the softball questions, I lobbed you. The way a lot of words came out of your mouth and a really stupid sounding <laughs> accent didn't say a damn thing. We, we, we needed that day. So important. Very important. But your funds have been wired. Thank you. Oh, exactly. Yeah, that's the truth right there. Yeah, she, she does man, not man. look like a psychopath. <laughs> Burn, it's down, it says. Looks like somebody put a wig on a soccer ball or something. <laughs> It looks like she's wearing a, a mask almost. It's very odd. I can't on remember. On her forehead. I can't That's remember what, what this lady's yeah. yeah. I can't remember what this lady's name is. I use that word loosely, lady. <laughs> but she does a podcast. I think it's called Burn It Down, if that lets you, uh, gives you any insight to uh, the content of her podcast. so She looks rational. She does. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, do, like with the, uh, the George Floyd trial that's going on right now, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, the other guy that uh, Wright is it Don, Dante Wright the male I think he's in uh, where was he at are you talking about the guy that had the warrant for yes that he got pulled over and violent the, crime with a firearm yeah and the lady the the female cop she's like a veteran of 26 years and she yells taser 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 and it turns out Glock doesn't make a taser <laughs> So <laughs> she yells taser, 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 and then puts a couple of bullets in this dude. And yeah. What, so, so what's your opinion on that? Uh, if you don't, if, if you fight with the cops, it, it could happen. <laughs> That's kind of, I, just, what you I mean, well, a 100% I chance. You, you've got almost a 100% chance of not getting killed. If you don't fight with the cops. Well, I, I got several points on that. Um, primarily, you, you have to go back. It's not if that just, just that if you resist arrest. If you have the record that he had, you have a warrant for the crime that he's accused of committing, you have a warrant for that. And you get pulled over and act like an idiot. Yeah, all bets are off. And so my question has always been in every one of these scenarios that people have a criminal record, at what point are you and it's not just a criminal record this guy had gun charges sure that's what i'm saying so so you know when this guy's getting pulled over if they they run his information beforehand they know that this guy has a a felony warrant so they're more than likely doing a felony stop yeah so which is going to be a little bit more aggressive yeah and and a lot more apprehension but again at what point does responsibility befall him for if, if any misfortune occurs and, and you get shot? At what point does he become responsible? So he's never responsible for any of it with with the mainstream media's angle and someone, which I haven't heard her speak yet, but I'm going to assume what her angle is too. What point does this per- person become responsible for their actions? At what point? You, you're the one that has this warrant. You're the one resisting arrest. And again, I'm not saying... So the misnomer is that people say, oh, so you're saying he deserved to die. I didn't say that. 
I'm saying he didn't do he didn't do things to not get shot. He did everything to get shot. Period. You, if you would let, and so the and, and here you want to know why their narrative is completely fake. It's easy. Their narrative is completely oh, cops are indiscriminately killing black people because they're black. No, because obviously I know plenty of black people, you included, that drive every day. They haven't been shot. They've. Ne- When's the last time you've been pulled over? You know what I'm saying? Oh, exactly. Never. So, so here's the thing. If you really believe you are predisposed to being shot by the police for being black, that guy, what's his name? Dante Wright? White? Yes. Dante Wright. I, I think it's Dante Wright. If, if you, if, if all of you and, and the lieutenant or whoever it was, the military member that got pulled over, if you really thought you were predisposed and their, and their goal was to shoot you because your skin is black, you would not behave like that. You, you wouldn't. And so you wouldn't, if you really thought, man, they're going to kill me because my skin is black. And, and Dante Wright knew that nobody was going to kill him simply because his skin was black. He knew that he was facing prison. So he attempted to flee because he doesn't want to be taken into custody. You didn't run because you're black and scared of dying. That didn't happen. You didn't resist. Can we agree? You didn't uh, resist but- arrest because of fear uh, of uh, getting shot. You're, I'm not going to get away from them or they're going to shoot me. That wasn't your mentality. You're no, going to get shot you know, if you try to get away. Yeah, it was get away because I, I, I don't want to face the music. I'm, already, I'm, I'm going to jail. Exactly. So, um, and again, obviously, that's a, a, a big knucklehead move on her part, but you're acting like, let's, let's be honest, because it, I'm going to say out loud what everybody, including plenty of black Americans, are thinking, but don't want to say. Would you want to live next door to somebody with those charges that behaves like that? That will run? Do you want that guy next door? No. No, and nobody does. It's just like the Black Lives Matter co-founder. That how, how many millions of dollars did you spend on how many houses in white neighborhoods? Because you don't want to live next to people like him. So you move next to people that you profess to hate with millions of dollars that you grifted from other black people. You didn't put that back into black communities because you don't care about black communities either. But let's go ahead and listen to what this person is. Yeah, I heard her, um, what she's going to talk about is just a protest overall. Um, It's not about anything in particular Mm -hmm. as far as what pertains to George Floyd or Dante Wright or any, you know, anybody else. It's just overall. Support all that shit. I support them looting the the damn Dollar Tree. I support the looting of uh, what other shit did they loot? Uh, like the like the advanced auto parts. Um, I remember last year they t- looted Target. I support all that shit. Loot all that shit. Do you know why? Because black people and marginalized and oppressed people could loot every store in this whole country for two hundred years. It would not even come close to the debt that America owes us. That's it. But of course that's so, not true. But, but who is uh, what the debt that America owes who? Who is us? Is who? I mean, who is she referring to as us? Black people? That, yes. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. Hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your opinion on that? Uh, it's not very palatable. I mean, I don't, I don't understand, like, so, uh, I, I, just I, 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 I can't even begin to comprehend like that that mentality. That's so basic and redundant. Like I don't care that they're looting this because it's all just absolute false pretense. It's just, just idiocy. That's I mean I can't even I can't even begin to process that the stupidity. Like that's 
And dude, I'm not Albert Einstein. Obviously, I'm a I'm a hillbilly. I, I so I I don't know. That that's just nonsensical bull. Which they peddled this guy, you know the the Dante Wright. They peddled him as being a you know he's he's young, he's just a kid, and the cops shot him, and there was some kind of narrative that came out the first, you know at first, which oh of course that's obviously most of the time wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like they pulled him over for having an air freshener and stuff, and he ended up getting shot. And I don't know where that came from, but and then it turns out that you know. He's he's committed a felony. He skipped bail. Um, so, and and then they've got video of him like off of his TikTok and everything because every however old he is, he I'm sure in his early twenties or was. So they got pictures of uh, or video of him on like his TikTok, and he's he's got a handgun and he's playing his rap music and stuff in the background. He's wielding his handgun all over the place and just you know, and he's smoking weed and all of that stuff. And that yeah, that's what we talk Model about. Model citizen, yeah, and seems like a good guy. And absolutely, yeah this this is not this this is not a young kid, you know. And and for one, there's no reason at all to wield a handgun around and and try and look cool in front of your camera to all your little TikTok viewers or whatever like that's but it's like you said no nobody wants to live next to the, next to that guy no. you don't want well, that he guy wanted to look community. big and bad and tough and he did for the police yeah and exactly yeah. And, that, and that's what that lifestyle will get you, dude. Like the keeping it one hundred about that life. That's that's what that gets you, dead or in in. in the old, older people that have lived that lifestyle that that they're still alive and in prison will tell you stop doing what you're doing. This is a terrible, terrible idea. But that's one of the things within black culture that I'm start, that I'm reading about right now. So like the Trayvon hoax, the like a lot of black people were, were even hesitant to watch it. And so what what that was, an, an attorney went in after they did the the data dump for a Freedom of Information Act request after the time expired where the evidence from the trial could be become available and so and if you haven't watched it look it up the Trayvon hoax it's it's absolutely fascinating so they basically put a fault with false witness on the stand um which was that big uh dopey girl that seemed like she was mentally off that wasn't the actual female that was on the phone with Trayvon Martin when the altercation with uh what was his name uh What's that guy that's been vilified? Like, yeah, I can't even remember the guy's name. George Zimmerman. Zimmerman, yep. Um, so when that conflict took place, she the, that wasn't the actual female that was on the phone. And the, and this guy, he, he's got it dead to rights. It's an amazing investigation this dude did. But the media, and we're going to see that here when we cover Project Veritas. I mean, you, we'll hit on so many things. Um <clears throat> You're you're not trustworthy. You sold that emotional narrative, and so I remember um, initially it was uh, who, who's uh, Shepard Smith on Fox News, like Sanford, Florida. Uh, this young boy killed carrying nothing, armed with nothing but a bag of Skittles and an Arizona sweet tea, taken from us way too soon. None of that was even accurate. Well, and then Obama, you know, if I had a son, he'd look like Trayvon. Yeah. Like everybody played into that. Yeah. And if you had a son, he would look like Mike Tyson the day bit of Andrew Holyfield's ear off. What's your? I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's your point, dude? Like, it, it, you pick any black person by by that standard, it would look like any black man sitting on death row. Like, what's your point, dude? Like, and that's the the crazy thing though. Like, because for people to talk about unity, even Michelle Obama, them, they, us, we. That's not that's not a 
dude, you never hear us using that type of vernacular as far as like, for all, and again, we're going to get to the race thing with, you know, we could cover any of it with what the mainstream media says by the CNN clip we'll see later with Project Veritas. But like, generally speaking, well, actually, it all, like, you might hear people like us say we in the context of like fellow conservatives, which are obviously black people too, but, um, that, that'd be it. Like, there's no association amongst people like us based on skin color. There's plenty of white crap bags that I detest, so I don't, yeah, I don't I, have loyalty to skin color. I think that's ridiculous. And that's what I was going to get at, too. Like, the the guy, the Dante Wright guy, if if that guy's white, I could not care less. Nope. I, I, nope. I will, and I'm like you. I'm, I've got no loyalty to your skin color. Nope. Because if the guy's white, I still don't want him in my neighborhood. Nope. Sure and, don't, and if he's white and he's, you know, uh, evading arrest and trying to elude mm-hmm. police and all that, like, I'd, obviously, I would rather, I would rather him be off the street than more law enforcement sure. be off the street. Right. Common sense and normalcy dictates that you, you have adherence to the law and then anything outside of that, especially, you know, this buck wild disregard for all things lawful. And then embracing the lifestyle of criminality like it's the Wild West. Like, normal, like, people don't gravitate towards that. They they push and shy away from it. Um, even a lot of the people that are in support of this guy. That's one of the things. We just saw a two-year-old and a three-year-old get shot. The three-year-old died in a shooting over the weekend. And both black children. And so you can't contend to me that black lives matter but have zero compassion for these children that died because the, the person that shot them was also black. And so I, I'll start, I, I'll agree that black lives matter if they're children because they're children. Black children absolutely matter. You should stop doing, you know what I mean? And there should be yeah. wide amount of, uh, of disarray over that. But y'all, y'all, y'all will have to rectify that on your own. This is a, uh, med- this is a medical examiner. Um, this is during the uh, George Floyd trial. And uh, this guy lays out some really, really nice evidence. And it's stuff that we've talked about before um, with the fentanyl stuff and, you know, respiratory distress that it causes. And uh, this guy's a medical examiner. And uh, so he knows quite a bit more about it than I do. So I'll take his word for it. The county attorney's office that had you found Mr. Floyd under different circumstances, uh, you would have determined this to be a fentanyl overdose. So I don't recall specifically what I told the county attorney, but it almost certainly went something like this. Had Mr. Floyd been home alone in his locked residence with no evidence of trauma, and the only autopsy finding was that fentanyl level, then yes, I would certify his death as due to fentanyl toxicity. Again, interpretation of drug concentrations is very context dependent. And um, you, formed some opinions ultimately about the amount of pressure and whether the pressure was applied to the neck, right? Could you be more specific now, sir? Well, ultimately you have your, um, you have described your cause of death, right? Correct. And part of your cause of death includes neck restraint, right? Uh, I believe I actually used the term neck compression, neck compression. but yes, that, that is on the top line of my cause of death statement. And in the course of your many conversations that you've had with various prosecutors uh, and law enforcement officers, uh, you, after watching the video, you've made some statements about where you thought Mr. Chauvin's knee was placed. Would you agree with that? Yes. And did you feel that Mr. Chauvin's knee was compressing his neck? Yes. Did you describe it as being more on the back or in 
this uh, lower part, base, base part of the neck. So in my impression from the video, and I want to be very clear, I have no special expertise in looking at videos. Um, I'm just looking at them as another person trying to figure out what happened. In my opinion, it would appear that Mr. Chauvin's knee was primarily on the back or the side or the area in between on Mr. Floyd's neck. Did you see any evidence that he was uh, occluding the carotid artery? It, it did not appear to me on the video that his knee would have been able to occlude the carotid artery. Um, even if it were, normal people have two carotid arteries and the, the unoccluded carotid artery would continue to supply blood to the brain. So what does that tell you? Thank you, Mr. That, I mean, uh, look, so if I'm going back and being objective, like I, and, and a lot of the guy was actually saying this at work the other day that, that hasn't really kind of kept up with this. And, and the media did this on purpose, but yes, that looked, keep in mind, knowing his criminal history, it black, white, I don't give a damn. The fact that you wind yourself up in that position is really of no concern to me, even if it was what they sold it as. But now with the benefit of time, which obviously the media and the mob doesn't like to give, um, I, I don't think that that police officer did anything wrong. And initially I thought maybe he did like, you know, because yeah, the optics of it definitely, right. it and does so, not look good. Right. I'm an objective person, dude. And, and most reasonable people are, but it's, and it's just like the next thing we're going to cover is you, what you're selling can never be trusted at face value ever for any reason, for anything you can't be trusted. And that's not our fault. That doesn't make us a conspiracy theorist or a right-wing nut job or any of the things that you've labeled us as. That means, like we're going to find out shortly, that you're absolutely and unequivocally not trustworthy because you're bona fide, pathological, lying, manipulative weirdos. And so... Um, so I, I I could understand why why black people would be upset at the optics of that video. That that makes sense to me. I get that. But when you know this dude's record, like you have you can't discount the chain of events that brought him to that point. And I think that's what what has been done. I, I don't have so, and that's kind of what I was saying a minute ago. So the allegiance to me, well, no, that's that's not fair to, to say that it's based solely on skin color because it's not because the whole left has come to, to this guy, but the idea is they're doing it because his skin is black. And that's just not true. And, I just, and, but I, and I'll say this, even when I thought the cop was in the wrong, I didn't think that he was doing it based on the dude's skin color because people have to be realistic. 2020, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's video cameras everywhere. He knew he was being filmed. Do you think this that, that anybody is that damn stupid to do that in law enforcement with a career that long? That it just it doesn't make sense. And so that completely discounted, nullified that guy's years and years of experience. And as we're starting to see now, this this guy was wrongly accused, in my opinion. And so he was also wrongly tarnished. He was guilty until proven innocent, or how or whatever the verdict may be. But Y'all chastised this guy in the court of public opinion. He was guilty from day one, period. And so, and, and you're starting to see that more and more where these people are, which obviously it's a completely different circumstance with the, the Dante Wright shooting. But, um, and there, there's been others, the Abed Arbery. There, so all these circumstances are unique. In, in their occurrence and how they played out in, in you know these different scenarios. But the 
the media perception and mob perception is always the same. Oh, that happened because that person's skin was black. Completely ignoring... The, you can't bring up their criminal history. Well, yes, you can, because well, it's very important for context. Also completely ignoring the statistics that say that white people are killed twice as... Like, twice as many white people are killed by police every year. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so... Which so are, it, it, yeah, you can't, and and the thing is, like you said, you can't, you can't say that this guy, he's, you know, he's a career cop. He he did not make it that long in his career, being an absolute racist. Um, it didn't happen. And if you don't like, we talked about last week with the people, you know, I mean the the percentage of the the NBA and the NFL and like being you know predominantly black and stuff like that. It, if that doesn't tell you that we live in a post-racial culture, sure. What what really will? I mean, there's there's no, nobody nothing, there. Nothing because that's that's like so the girl that wants to burn everything down, reparations won't won't satisfy her. Nothing will satisfy her. Nothing until I, I don't know what the end game would be. Like I, I don't understand. Um, it doesn't. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't like that mentality doesn't make sense to me. I do not understand it. But what well, actually I do. It, this is a, a grotesque push for communism, color war that's been tried since the 20s. I mean this this is pretty well documented how you know the idea of divide and conquer. So these divisive issues that keep people separated and segmented and compartmentalized on these these small what are really insignificant lines benefits the elite. And so that's the thing has since all this has started, has your life gotten better? What, what, so if you saw this through to the end, how would this actually make your life any better for her burning that down and looting those stores? What's that going to do for you or any of those people participating in it? Nothing, nothing. That's not going to change anything. So some, no, that doesn't help anyone. That doesn't help small yeah. business owners. That doesn't help your community. Right. That like, that helps no one. So black lives matter co-founder spending $1.4 million on living in whatever neighborhood she wants to live in versus $1.4 million dumped into a trade school in a minority, predominantly minority area to get, to get young black men into trade skills to where they can make money. And, and so, and then basically raise their kids in a completely different environment with a trade skill and then send their kids to college, whatever the case may be. And so more giving them more of the American dream that for a variety of reasons, they, and I'll agree there's shortcomings in, in the um, black community, but those are in my opinion, a product of failed Democrat policies because the Democrat Democrat policy wants to keep you where you are for their benefit. They don't want black people anywhere else than where they are now, where they've historically been. And we've already covered that. Historically, the Democrats have suppressed black people for decades, dec- well, actually centuries. And so there, there's plenty of ideas that, that could change a lot of that, but it, it would take um, it would take genuine compassion and, and, and leadership that, that doesn't exist in the ranks of the Democrat Party. And so take um, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, who, uh, Sheila Jackson, Maxine Waters. Uh, what's the, the guy that just died from Maryland? Uh, that marched at Selma with Martin Luther King. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking so, about. So yeah, uh, Clyde Burns, another one. What can So in your long career in federal government, what can you what can you lay claim to and and um extrapolate on and, and identify and and display that you've done for black Americans and brought even one 
let's let's see that. Let's show me where you've brought someone from bad circumstances to good with with your legislation or otherwise. Let's see that. Let's outline that because it doesn't exist. What outside of getting a family money by grifting? What have you done for black culture? Nothing. You kept black culture where it is because it benefits you, and that's that's terrible. That's a terrible thing. But the 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 stuff that they're doing now, white liberals are driving this. So I was I saw an article this morning about. I don't know anything about football. Um, some <laughs> dealership was giving a coach and uh, a, a vehicle, a Jeep to go scouting. And he said he can bring people out of the hood or something. And like this, that was a major league offense. Like, we're not accepting that. We don't like that language. And he just said the hood, like, which is obviously slang for neighborhood. Now, keep in mind, that wasn't black people that were offended by that. It was white liberals that decided, oh, well, that's that's racial. Yeah, that they would be offended on your behalf. Exactly. So that, and that that crap's got to stop, dude. White liberals don't get to dictate what offends Black Americans, in my opinion. So, but which I think they did the same thing with the uh, the Washington Redskins for years sure. until sure. now. I believe it's the Washington football team. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. They got offended on the uh, on the Native Americans' behalf, which all those sports leagues, that from what I can tell, they can fold. Which it would never make a difference to me because I've never watched the NFL. I've never watched any of those. They could all fold, especially with their, the current political climate that they're participating in. Y'all can all go to hell for all I give a crap, dude. You're garbage anyway. So th- this is uh, the latest from Project Veritas. This is part three. This is part three. So the first part consisted of the same guy who is. Uh, was he a content director? So it's Charlie Chester, a CNN technical director. And in the first one that came out the day before yesterday, he was talking about how C- you know, he feels like CNN helped get Biden elected. And so they were very, which this is obvious to anybody sitting here and most people listening, is that they, they obviously suppressed stories that were negative to Biden and then made up fake stories about Donald Trump, and this guy basically admitted that, or well, he did admit that unwittingly in their first video. So here, we'll let you hear in his words what uh, they've been up to. That one. I was trying to do some research on like the Asian hate, like the, you know, the, the people are getting attacked on A bunch of black men that have been attacking. Uh, and, and hit the replay because listen to how uh, a bunch of black, black men like he whispers. Like the, you know, the, the people are getting attacked on a bunch of black men that have been attacking Asian. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, what are you doing? Like, we're trying to like help like with the BLM and like you're gonna like I mean it's individuals, it's not a people, you know. Um, that's not good. The optics of that. I don't know. more time. It's individuals, it's not people, you know. But you just said a bunch of black men. Which proves what everybody already knows. The white liberal is vehemently racist and doesn't even freaking realize it. You generalize the black the group of black men, you talk about it's a lot of black men doing this at a whisper level, and then you pretend you're not racist, which let's listen. These little things like that are enough to set back movements. Because yeah, the, the, uh, the far left will start to latch on and create a story of like um, criminalizing an entire people. You know, just easy, easier headlines that way, I guess. 
that. Um, yeah, I don't know. So you're saying that the, the far left would label a whole genre of people? I, I kind of missed your point. Um, that, like, uh, not the conservatives, I'm sorry, not the far left. But, uh, you, I've noticed that, like, you'll get headlines that, you know, like, um, lump people together as opposed to focusing on the individual. I mean, that's what Trump ended up doing with, like, the um, China virus. Can you pause on that? Trump, did, Trump didn't do that with the China virus. China is a, is a country. Like, he didn't say Chinese <laughs> people. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're saying black men. And so it, it's it's not the same. But notice how Trump is still coming up routinely in their thought process. Like last week when Jimmy Kimmel was, you know, I'll think about it for you. People are absolutely obsessed with him because they know that not only, obviously he's a very large political threat. He knows that his electorate has allegiance to him and that he's, he's going to be back. And, like, he's their boogeyman. And keep in mind, it's not Trump that they hate. It's the policy that they hate that we support and is not you know, beneficial for them. But That puts so much flame on an entire group of people as opposed to, you know, a few careless individuals. Right. Okay, again, a few careless individuals, but the whole idea of stop Asian hate, they were trying to attach that because of the, the Trump's use of the word China virus. They were trying to insinuate, because he was saying that, that white Trump supporters were going out and roughing up Chinese people. Never happened, because Trump voters know he's talking about the Chinese government, not the Chinese people. The corrupt, communist Chinese government that that allowed this to occur, however it was, by accident, however, that's neither here nor there. But that's what he's making reference to. He's not making reference to Chinese people. And he's definitely not making reference to Chinese or any Asian Americans. Donald Trump never did that. Y'all tried to put that idea in those words in his mouth and in, and in people's minds of your viewership. And he's going to probably, I think he says that in his own way. Dude. And then you come to find out it's black men doing it. But that's not the narrative that you want to push. You want to say that it's white Trump voters. Only that's not happening, Juicy Smollett. But... Well, I mean, not even that, but he's talking about treating people as as individuals instead of a selected group of people, mm -hmm. which is the complete opposite of what they do anytime, like we, we just talked about with the police. Mm -hmm. Anytime what one cop messes up, you don't treat that one cop as... No, you, you know, defund a, them all. Yes, you get rid of... You treat them all as a group, mm -hmm. and then you try to defund them all collectively. Yes, Absolutely. Like, right, the actual source, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, but it, it, is it is it normal for the media to, like, so say there's a white, white shooter, black shooter? Which one are we going to, you know, like? Yeah, I, for the longest while, like, the story was, like, People were like la lapping up that it was like you know white guys for like so long. I don't. I haven't seen anything about focusing on the color of people's skin that aren't white. It just pops. I haven't seen anything about focusing on the color of people's skin that aren't white, which again proves everything that everybody's ever said 
Like, you guys play these games to keep people pissed off at each other. And and who wins? Us, them, nope, you. They just aren't saying anything. You know what I mean? They're just not. All of a sudden, that story loses a little steam. Like they just, like, leave it be. Yep. I don't know. I think I, I, it's gotta be trends, like, what people will latch on to, you know? You were telling Michelle, you were telling me, or you saying, like, how media is the greatest weapon. Where were you gonna go with that? Um, I mean, it's just propaganda, like, you can really... Sorry, my chime just went off. Uh, um, what do you mean by that? Uh, like, you can shape an entire people's perception about anything on how you do it, right? Like, how do you do that? And so, to hear you hear it straight from the horse's mouth, this director from CNN, the quote-unquote most trusted name in news, Everybody always talks about this. We've, we've talked about this for years. Everybody's talked about this for years. You show what you want to show. You spin it how you want to spin it. It's fake news. And here you have it directly from the horse's mouth. And so I was having a conversation with my brother about this. Like, oh, well, this, you know, it's, it's an echo chamber. I don't think so. I think that CNN and the mainstream media's uh, reputation is already in the toilet. I think it's extremely obvious what they did to assist in Biden in, in stealing the election. Their coverage of how, like you discussed at the Capitol, they're not covering these things that are extremely alarming and so abnormal. And and here you have this. I think this is a torpedo to the hull of their ship, and they're taking on water. Like, the, the, your ship is sinking. You're not trust, trustworthy. There's nothing you can do to rectify this. CNN should go out of business. They should be shut down. And so, how, there's, and th- like you said earlier, this is why James O'Keefe, even exists is because you can't be trusted. There's there is zero objectivity to, to CNN, and that's the thing. Like I've heard forever, as anybody that leans to the right does. Oh, I don't watch Fox News. You watch Fox News. I I don't watch Fox News. But there's no way Fox News can be like this. No way. And if they are, y'all would have caught them with your own investigative journalism. But you haven't because you can't because they're not. Period. <laughs> But like forcing a story um, um, to help like your platform, you know, like you can all of a sudden say like coal is the future of like energy. Well, that can be propaganda because like who owns the company might have stake in like coal. So like. Like, like Trump um, getting blasted all over, like constant feeds of like Twitter, and Fox giving him a platform is what fueled that fire. You know, is CNN the most trusted name in news? Their own employees are telling us that they're not. But the same employees that tell us that they're not are also participating in the propaganda that they're ashamed of, and that's perhaps the greatest tragedy of all that Charlie Chester is willing to say these things privately. He's willing to say the quiet part out loud, privately. But they don't have the courage to say so publicly. And as Jim Shudo told me when I was walking out of this door, he's been a journalist for 25 years. Well, Jim Shudo, your own colleagues should have the courage to say publicly 
what they'll tell us privately. And if you're a journalist, you should stand up and do exactly that. Stand by the credo of journalism. Inform the people. You have an obligation and a duty to the people without fear or favor. I doubt Charlie Chester will be the last employee we hear from at CNN. Stay tuned, America. So beautiful, dude. That that guy's an absolute patriot. Love that guy. And that little sign-off probably means that he's already got oh, something yeah. in the works oh, for yeah. somebody that, else Those at guys want him dead so bad. They're oh, probably yeah. all sitting around at CNN looking at each other like, I wonder. <laughs> They're probably wondering <laughs> who is it that talked. Uh, does anybody know a hitman? That's what they're thinking, dude. <laughs> like, they're looking to put a hit out on this dude. Call the Clintons. Yeah, they'll know how to do it. Goodness gracious, dude. So, yeah, that, that guy, man, If and I've, I know I've said it before, but if you're looking for a, a, a place to, to throw a few bucks to, to try to help help things and, and rectify some of the stuff that we're always complaining about, that's a, a very good place to, to park that. I think our last little piece before we depart, dude, is a, a pretty, pretty cherry one. Just... Uh, I saw you had it up a second ago. Oh yeah. So you know, you know, Joe Biden was pretty adamant last year about how when when they were wanting to go and, and nab Osama bin Laden that Joe Biden, he, which I, I was trying to find the clip and it's been scrubbed of where he was saying, <laughs> you know, I told him, don't do it, Mr. President. So, but here's today's take on uh, how that went. So, hang on, first, look at the lady doing the, the sign language. That is her impression. Of Biden's confused look, <laughs> look at that that would well his look would which be actually the looks like she's about to like mimic how a dog swims like the dog paddle yeah <laughs> which that's so distracting and I swear they're not doing anything I, they're just making hand gestures and stuff oh I could do that job all day yeah and they would understand me better than her anyway I said among with others we'd follow Osama bin Laden to the gates of hell if need be that's exactly what we did. And we got him. <laughs> bingo, bango. That's right. He said it. Bang. They did it. Dude, he's a gangster. The, the, the good thing about this is he doesn't remember what he said last year. He doesn't remember what he said freaking last week. So, Come on, man. <laughs> no, he's got no idea what he said. Like, he, And that's, I was watching a clip uh, today. They were, I think it was back from, uh, I don't know, it was probably the mid-'80s or something because now they're talking about packing the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and they're talking about, uh, of course, it's, it's, that's going to depoliticize it. Of course, like, absolutely. Not, you know, because yeah. they, they, the Democrats definitely want to depoliticize everything. So, and, and the, the good round number right now um, that, that Jerry Nadler was talking about, like Mr. Uh, Mr. Penguin and, and poops himself and shuffles off stage himself, like he's talking about, um, the good round number is is thirteen, so it's a very but, very lucky number. Yeah, it's a lucky number. But what I was getting at is they were um, Joe Biden. They had a clip of him that was talking about you know how irresponsible and how much of a I think the word he used was, it was a bonehead move. You know to pack the court, we shouldn't do that. It's a bonehead move. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, yeah, has no idea. What well, and, and that's the thing they don't stand on, and that's the majority of the politicians from both sides of the aisle don't actually stand on any real principle. You stand on what's politically convenient at that time. And so, if Donald Trump had tried you know, doing this when they were in control, or whether if the Republicans had tried doing this when when they were in control, it would have been bloody murder. But I think. It is uh, idiotic and well, actually, I think it's because they're more limp-wristed and um, 
they don't play hardball like the Democrats do. The D- Democrats go scorched earth, and, and like Mitch McConnell tries to play by the rules by and large, and that's why we continually lose because the Republicans would never have the guts to do anything like this to be able to maintain judicial control. And so, um, which even still, it's so arbitrary because, like, we'll just, you know what I mean? If the Republicans get control, we'll just make it a million Supreme Court justices and we'll, we'll put a million. Ju- it it, it yeah. never ends. And so, and... And, I mean, they even had a video of uh, Ginsburg talking about how bad of an idea it is, how much she was opposed, you know, before yeah. she passed away. But And she was and, a champion of young millennial leftists for, like, the two days after her dying... And now she's completely forgotten about, like, we're, yeah. we're going to effing honor you and we'll effing fight the good... F- yeah, okay. It's just like David Hogg's fight. You're all losers. But, I mean, if... if and I don't know that that's going to happen, um, that the the packing of the Supreme right. Court is... I, I don't know that that's going to make it past the House. Um, but between that and the filibuster, man, if if, if those go... Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a free-for-all at that point. Yeah. I was wanting to make a joke about packing and fudge and he just put his crap his pants on stage, but I, I got nothing. That video of him shuffling off stage, though, that's yeah, it's so obvious like yeah. that. They're, oh, yeah, <laughs> he's got he them drawers up. He's, dude. he's trying to keep a turd from falling out of his pant leg. Oh, oh, yeah. That would have been hilarious if it, yeah. oh, yeah, he's yeah, he needs to work. One of those, uh, the that guy went to fart and it was just a touch too wet. Oh, yeah, that's a meat. There's a meatball definitely about to get out of there, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, his poor meatball was gonna, no, yeah, it's touching cotton. No, oh. I, th- I think it probably made it. He was probably trying to keep it above his knee, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he was kind of, he was trying to keep it in the crease of his pants right there, like, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I mean, he ain't gonna straddle the seat, like, it had to go left or right, so. <laughs> And I think you he know it was all loose and sloppy. He probably went down both legs. <laughs> he probably caught it behind his knee and like stiff legged it on out of there, dude. Yeah, that guy could have pooped through a screen door. Is that why he grabbed his slacks and like pulled them real tight? It was, yeah. It, I mean, and that guy, he's a weird little dude, and oh, he he's looks a worm. like, yeah, he looks like the penguin from Batman for sure. And that was a weird looking little shuffle for even for that weird little guy. Yeah, that that, that guy, same same as always, chomo all over. <laughs> Chomo City, dude. I, I'm just saying my Chomo radar is, is yeah. Uh, and in that vein, and, and we will close with this, because um, this is going to shock a lot of people, so everybody make sure you're sitting down, because uh, we've totally never discussed this before, never speculated this about anybody, especially a Democrat. So this comes as a humongous surprise slash shock. Former California, quote-unquote, very progressive Democrat mayor arrested for child sex crimes. Gateway pundit. Again, former Democrat mayor of Sebastopol in Sonoma County, California, was arrested and charged Tuesday with 11 felony child sex crimes. You know what? We don't even need to go deep into that because it's a Democrat that molests children. This is not, I mean, this is pretty much run-of-the-mill stuff. You depraved freaking wackos. Oh, wow. The charges against Robert Emanuel Jacob, 44, included commit, committing lewd acts with a child ages 14 and 15, participating in the sexual penetration of a child under 16, making a child under 16 available to another person for lewd and lavacious acts, and just, oh my goodness, and dis, distribution of child pornography. Robert Jacob, an openly gay progressive cannabis businessman, has voiced support for BLM and defunding police and often lashed out at, on Trump at, on social media. Yeah, nice. Mm. Vote for and, and see that's a that's the difference in in my opinion between conservatives and the uh, the far left liberals because I'm sure they'll say that 
you know, love is love and all that good stuff. But when that Matt Gates guy, um, because they've been hounding him, because I believe he was accused of something similar to that, um, as far as, am I right in saying that, with the child sex stuff, with the underage uh, type stuff. But you're not going to see a groundswell of conservatives go to bat for that guy. Mm-mm, no, like, absolutely not. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you're not you're not going to see anybody in his corner. <laughs> like if if you're doing that kind of stuff, Wait, no, yeah, no, no. Who, can, who are you talking about specifically? Gates. Oh yeah. So well, there there's indications that what he was saying is accurate for his defense is that he was being extorted. Like I so and it, it's it's going back and forth. And but like that's the thing that. Because anybody, when you hear about those accusations, yeah, and you're right, like, oh, dude, the, which I always thought he was kind of a weird guy, just like the the penchant for, like, the aesthetics, like the crazy, wild-looking hairdo and stuff like that, but um, kind of like a pretty boy that, that seeks attention. He's kind of had a reputation for seeking attention. And so, yeah, if those things are true, I'm, I'm not going to defend that guy. But we, ha- you have to ascertain whether or not they're actually true, too, because think about it. You know, they, they said... The, the Russian P dossier, like these people don't know any bounds. They would absolutely. So his defense, given who his opponents are and where it's coming from, is legitimate because these these people are that nasty to to make that up. So um, it, that that remains to be seen yet. So I'll wait till that shakes out. And which, dude, th- this guy here, there's nothing to be seen. Dude, you got busted with child porn, dude. Sorry about your luck. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So. And again, man, the Democrats Democrats have that, have that the market on child porn and all the pedophilia. It's cornered, man. They got it lock, stock, and barrel, dude. And so, you can do your spirit cooking and your pizza, whatever. Like, yeah, y'all y'all got all that cornered. What where where are the uh, where is the spirit cooking Republican emails where they're making you know what I mean child child trafficking references? Yeah, with Pizzagate. Yeah, you guys got this locked down, dude. Yeah. And that, look, I'm not into the QAnon stuff. I'm just like, and I've said it before. I think that 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 aspect of it probably has some veracity to it, only because you guys are obviously speaking in code. Why? Like, you could be talking about anything, but it just so happens to be the terminology they're using, and this is real stuff, is used by child traffickers talking about specificities specificities to children. So. That I I didn't make you do that. Nobody made that up. That's not fake news. That's what your email said. So. Sorry about your luck. And we'll stop there for this week's episode of Common Man's Common Sense. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you share with all your friends and subscribe. We'll talk to you next week.